0: You're listening to the Quince Podcast.
1: So, this entire project seems to be like it started on a whim, and that whim is being supported by something or the other, but it is not supported by science at all. And now, the most disappointing fact is that even the court has supported that whim.
0: How does a tourism infrastructure project suddenly become a concern of the Ministry of Defence in India? This is the question which every environment activist in the country is asking about the controversial Chardham Highway Development Project, which has been riddled with ecological violations ever since its construction began in 2016. The rupees 12,000 crore highway expansion project aims to widen nearly 900 kilometres of hills in Uttarakhand to provide all-weather connectivity to the state's four major shrines. Badrinath, Kedarnath, Kangotri and Yamunotri, all in the upper Himalayas and all in very ecological sensitive zones. Now, the project from its start had a clear motive to provide easier access to the shrines. But over the years, with each ecological concern raised by activists in the Supreme Court, specifically targeting the petition to widen the roads beyond the Ministry of Roads and Transport 2018 mandate of 5.5 metres, The project curiously has also moved into the ambit of national security. The Ministry of Defence, in an affidavit in 2020, claimed that the roads need to be 7 metres wide to ferry essential arms and ammunition to sensitive border areas, giving the rising China threat at the border as a reason. And while the Supreme Court noted the environmental concerns regarding the project, it agreed to the requirements of quote-unquote national security nonetheless and essentially set aside its 2020 judgement where it denied the Ministry of Road and Transport the same thing and activists and NGOs petitioning the widening of the highway project have been baffled by the Supreme Court judgment, given that it does not provide any credence to what they have been saying for the past few years or the hundreds of landslides which have occurred in the region due to the project. So, in today's episode, I will take you through why this highway project has been so controversial and the recent Supreme Court judgment. To help me navigate why this project is so problematic is Malika Banot a member of the Ganga Awan, a citizen forum working towards conserving the Ganga and Himalayas. You're tuned in to The Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you and I'm your host, Emmat. What is important to note about this highway project is that its requirements evades common sense at most places, especially when it comes to avoiding environmental degradation. And to understand this controversial project properly, I will divide this episode into three essential parts. First, why this project was started. Second, how it became a national security concern. And finally, what the apex court said in court on 14 December. We are following this structure to make it clear why this judgment is so problematic. So let's begin with why this project was initiated. As I stated earlier, the project began as a road connectivity project for pilgrim tourists for the four shrines in Uttarakhand. However, the expansion was challenged by an NGO and the residents of the Garhwal region for its potential impact on the Himalayan ecology. And in response to this, in 2018, the Supreme Court constituted a 26-member high-powered committee to examine these issues. However, what emerged from this were two contrasting reports in 2020, with one being the quote-unquote main report by Ravi Chopra, a noted environmentalist who led the committee and three other people. And the other report was by the other 21 members. Both committee reports were largely similar but different on the crucial aspect of road widening. And it is important to note that only the members of the main report are independent experts. The rest are affiliated to either the Centre or the Uttarakhand government. Now, the main report recommended that the road and transportation ministry should follow its own 2018 circular in which it clearly states that the carriageway length should be 5.5 meters, but the majority group in their report suggested that the road width should be doubled to 10 meters. Fortunately, the SC found the scientific reasons of the main report sound and upheld that and ordered the width of 5.5 meters to be applied both retrospectively and prospectively. But for some reason, the Ministry of Road and Transport on 15 December 2020 went ahead and amended their 2018 circular and raised the 5.5-metre limit to 10 metres. Malika Bhanot, a member of the Ganga Ewan, a citizen forum working towards conserving the Ganga and the Himalayas, notes that the MORTH withheld the existence of the 2018 circular and that it was only revealed after the committee's findings. She adds that when the MORTH was asked why it withheld the circular, they received no answer.
1: Now this project was announced by the Prime Minister. It was it had clearly said that this project is for faster movement mm-hmm. of the tourism of the pilgrims of the tourists and the pilgrims going towards these four shrines. So the purpose of the project was very clear right from the get go. But the project was being built at a X parameter. That was mm-hmm. that was excessively wide. This was the goal with which we with with which the petitioners had gone to the court. Now when the court was doing its hearing and all of this was happening in 2018, there was a circular by the Ministry of Road Transport itself, mm-hmm. which said that DLPS, this road width design, is not feasible in the hills in the mountainous today, which is why an intermediate road width of five point five meters Mm -hmm. is is to be built. So their own circular, it is a Ministry of Road Transport project. This circular belongs to Ministry of Road Transport. They are in the middle of this project. In 2017, they started the project. In 2018, March, this circular is coming out of their own ministry. Mm -hmm. This circular is never brought before the court. It is never brought before the NGT. It is never brought before the Supreme Court. Nobody knows of its existence. When the Supreme Court forms a high powered committee, even before them, this, this circular never comes out. When mm-hmm. finally it comes out at the fag end of the committee report, then the committee is appalled because they are saying that we spent one year trying to investigate you mm-hmm. and telling you that you need to reduce the road width in order to reduce the landslides that you are triggering. Yeah. Then why is it that you are hiding this most important circular from us? They have no answer to this. Which is why the Supreme Court had said that long story cut short, just follow your own circular. Mm -hmm. That was the September 2020 order, which is intermediate road width of 5.5 meters.
0: So far, about 530 kilometers of the 825 kilometer Chardham Road has been constructed. But this project, according to a Hindustan Times report, has led to at least 200 landslides and the death of close to 200 people due to the construction work or landslides and natural disasters. And the landslides are not small, but have in fact caused entire highways to be shut for months. As of 1st September this year, 216 roads were closed in Uttarakhand due to landslides with a maximum in the pauri Garhwal region. And not just landslides, entire districts have started sinking due to road construction and poor slope management. According to a Hindustan Times report dated 29 November, Dhar village in the Dharma valley of Dharchula is one of the many villages which has slipped from its original location leading to the villagers being reallocated. And cave-ins and cracks along the newly built road have already started occurring, according to a Times of India report. The report states that in the Tehri district, cracks have appeared along the Rishikesh-Kangotri National Highway, and a part of the highway even caved in near the Chamba Tunnel. Ms. Banod adds that the entire project has avoided environmental safeguards and regulation because it was divided into small 100 kilometer projects, which don't have the same level of environmental regulations.
1: Very importantly, you have to understand that when this project was given a green signal, they had not done any environment impact assessment. They broke down 889 kilometers of the project into 53 small segments, each of them being less than 100 kilometers in order to bypass the law of environment impact assessment. This This is why there has been no environmental safeguard in place. Mm-hmm. There has been no mitigation measure in place. And there is no accountability uh, for the violations and, and, and all of the, the several violations that this project has is doing in the most fragile Ganga Himalayan Basin of the country.
0: Mm-hmm. We now move to the second part of the episode on how exactly did the project take the shape of quote-unquote national security concern. Firstly, this became a national security concern only recently. According to Hindustan Times report, up until September 2021, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh reiterated the original vision of connectivity in official letters. But it was only in November 2021, a month ago, when the centre filed an affidavit in the Supreme Court that the roads need to be widened so that the army can transport missiles like the Brahmo missile and other crucial military equipment to the border region. And this is where the ambit of national security was slipped in. Appearing for the centre, Attorney General KK Venugopal underlined to the Supreme Court that, quote-unquote, we have to defend the country and that, quote-unquote, we are vulnerable. But this has been a rather common reason cited to justify several proposals like these. For example, early in 2020, when an expansion of the Jolly Grant Airport in Dehradun was proposed, which would result in the felling of nearly 10,000 trees, the centre labelled it as a national security concern. The same story goes for allowing vehicles on the Kandi Road in 2017. And this road cuts across the Jim Corbett National Park. Several wildlife activists raised concern regarding the environmental degradation and the fear of increase in poaching if the vehicles are allowed. But it was again allowed after the Ministry of Defence stepped in and said that it will be used for defence purposes. Ms. Banot raises questions on the requirements of transporting a missile like the Brahmo and other military infrastructure through roads which are prone to landslides and cave-ins
1: we have been saying this right from the very uh, right from the very start that it is extremely preposterous to say that a tourist related project has suddenly become defense oriented because defense projects do not even do not even need to go through the environmental amb- ambit it is it is uh, all of these border areas are 100 100 kilometers uh, away from the borders first mm-hmm. of all secondly these are the these are these uh, the the roads that are going towards the borders they are they are they have uh, given the order to make it DLPS, which is ten meter tar surface. Whereas the roads that are already being built along the borders are uh, are uh, only double lane. They are only seven mm-hmm. meter tar surface. So how is it that you can justify seven meter tar surface at the borders and ten meters uh, tar surface uh, to the roads that are feeder roads going mm-hmm. to the borders? Then the secondly, the defense system. Also, for defense, you need disaster-resilient roads. How is it that uh, any troop or anything can can go in, in, in an, on a road which is uh, suffering massive landslides? I mean, these are not landslides which make do single These are landslides which are massive, which have taken months to clear. For the first time in the history of Uttarakhand, we have seen these monsoons, that the landslides have uh, closed down the roads for 90-90 days in a row. And in some places, they had to even think of a realignment. So you imagine the kind of intensity of these landslides that have come forth. How is it that you propose that the defense of the country is going to be managed on these roads? It cannot be. You need disaster resilient roads, not disaster prone, rather disaster roads also. Even if you talk about the defense needs, that's one of the very surprising things is that the defense is not suddenly needing something out of the blue defense Mm. has always needed this right from the get-go i mean if they talk about brahmo's missile for example it's not something which is built yesterday yeah this is Brahmo's missile is there since 2012 so are they trying to say that from 2012 to 21 if there would have been an attack and a requirement of brahmo's missile they would not have been able to take the missile up it it is it, it is quite preposterous a statement to even make because when you build a weapon, you build a weapon based on the existing infrastructure, not on a futuristic vision of infrastructure. You can't buy a tie and then they say that you have to build a suit around it. It doesn't work like that.
0: And now we come to the final part of the episode. How did the Supreme Court judgment on widening the roads come to a full circle? While early in 2020, the Supreme Court clearly stated and upheld the main report of the High Powered Committee that the Ministry of Transport should stick to its 2018 circular, the same court spelled out the complete opposite in its order on 14 December. In its order, the bench observed that, it cannot second-guess the infrastructure needs of the armed forces and that the submission of the appellants require the courts to interrogate the policy choice of the establishment which is entrusted by law with the defence of the nation. And what is also concerning is that the court noted the environmental concerns of the project but still gave a green light to the entire project. So, essentially, the court was in favour of the 10-metre widening of the road which is a 7-metre double-line carriageway and a 1.5-metre paved shoulder on either side which is what the MORTH amended the circular to in 2020. Reacting to the SE judgment, Ms. Bhanot said that it is extremely disappointing and appalling given that the entire judgment has come out in isolation since it does not address the safety of residents, security of tourists and pilgrims for which it was being developed in the first place.
1: We feel that it is extremely unfortunate and very disappointing that uh, the, the court has has, uh, has has taken this direction mm-hmm. to allow such excessively wide roads in the Himalayas uh what is what is appalling is that the that uh, the the entire judgment has come out in isolation mm-hmm. uh, it has negated all the very serious environmental concerns very serious uh, and deleterious disasters of the past it has it has negated all of the facts and the realities on ground in terms of the landslides that are being created because of this hill cutting in terms of the in, in terms of the loss of the water sources because of the mud dumping, mm. in terms of the excessive deforestation that has happened because of this project, so on and so forth. So there have been a plethora of environmental impacts which have all been negated, which have all been side, sidelined. And all of uh, that uh, in 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 completely in, in, in ignoring all of that, the program uh, the, the project has been given a go ahead in isolation keeping the national security in mind even if you do keep the national security in mind which is again very shocking because what we were proposing what we were suggesting what the environmental uh, scientists and the concerned individuals were suggesting were essentially was essentially uh, a, a, a middle path and even if uh, even if the matter of national security had come into the picture there was the possibility of finding a middle ground and that we
0: feel has not been ventured upon and uh, which is very unfortunate and disappointing. Just a month ago at COP26 in Glasgow, Prime Minister Narendra Modi spoke in favour of disaster resilient infrastructure for small island nations. He said, and I quote, that the last few decades have proved that no one is untouched by the wrath of climate change. Whether they are developed countries or countries rich in natural resources, this is a big threat to everyone, end quote. But the question here is, is the government short of practicing what it is preaching to the entire world? If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Geo7 and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website and for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com.